This puts me in the middle of you, I guess. I don't know. What are you praising God for this evening? Pardon me? A warm building. Yeah, it's kind of cool out there tonight, isn't it? Anyone else? Praises. I'm going to give you more opportunity as the evening progresses, but uh, that'll be a warm-up one. No pun intended. Anything else you're praising God for as you come into the building this evening? He meets all of our needs. Good thing to be reminded of, isn't it? Anybody got any needs tonight? He can meet those. He does. Anyone else? Great. And uh, Jack is home from hospital, so that's great. Good news. A little more recovery, I would imagine. Hopefully, uh, that'd be great. All right. Any special requests, prayer requests tonight? As we go to prayer, we've got a number of folks. Uh, Nanskavilles are driving, and they've had a long day. Uh, they went out on Friday to Ontario and turned right around today to drive home. And uh, so I would imagine, I don't know where they'd be at the moment, but probably tired. And uh, so we can be praying for them as they travel. Anything else we can remember on your behalf? The uh, McMahon family will be coming home tomorrow, I believe. Funeral was this afternoon. And uh, so they'll be driving back from New Hampshire. And uh, so we need to remember that. We've got some students here, and they're all jacked for exams. Uh, You've got to go through those before you can go home. So that's just the way it works. So we can remember them. Our program coming up the 17th, let's not forget that. Uh, a lot of different things that are happening right now. Ten days, uh, it's amazing how quickly it, has, it is coming. And uh, so there's lots of preparation. You can see over here, um, we're going to transform the building into around the world. Uh, and you're going to go by way of ship, by boat. You're going to want to come and see it. I think it's going to be so realistic that some of you may need grab all. But uh, anyway, we'll see how that works. <clears throat> but anyway. Anything else you're praying about? You'd like us to be praying with you. Donna, you're leaving us, I hear. Going to visit um, a relative that you've been praying about for quite some time. They've returned home, and uh, you're going to collect up with them leaving this week sometime, did I hear? Thursday. So let's remember Donna and uh, connecting with family in Ottawa. So that'll be quite a reunion. So you're down to, what, five sleeps or less? Yeah, yeah, I can tell. Grandparents, it's always the sleeps. Yeah. Five more sleeps, that's what you go by. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, what did we tell hours the other day? It was 20-something, or, yeah, we got a few more sleeps yet. So I don't know if she quite grasped that concept yet, but. Does God answer prayer? You ready to go and talk to him in prayer? I trust that we are known as a praying people. And again, this is not a guilt trip. This is a plea. Join us in prayer. We're not asking you to come out always, but it's great to be with a group. And there's a number of groups that meet throughout the week. Ladies on Monday night at the Cabral's, they're having a Bible study and prayer time there. Wednesday night, there's one in Woodstock. There's one here at the church. Saturday morning for our men, uh, we've been meeting at 7 a.m. And uh, there are others of you that are, it, 
Why not just get together for a coffee and prayer? Some of you are walking together. Why don't you walk and pray? Have you ever done a prayer walk? Um, we could have all kinds of fun here tonight talking about different things. Sunday night's a little more casual. Uh, we can get off <clears throat> topic a little bit if we need to. Uh, but folks, we need to engage with God. Amen? And prayer is one of those elements. We are to be praying without what? What does that mean? 24-7? Lloyd, is that, what, is that what that's talking about? I think so. Pray without ceasing. It, it means all the time. It's, an, it's not the, maybe the position of prayer where you're on your knees 24-7. I get a little <clears throat> old, I think. That'd be pretty hard on the system. But the attitude of prayer, everything, everywhere, anywhere, that's part of the wonder of God. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. But we can do that. And I trust that we're in that mindset. Things come up that immediately, that's what we think of. Over this Christmas season, you're going to meet people. I already know it. I'm not a prophet nor the son of one. But you're going to meet people that what they really need is someone who will pray for that request immediately. Right on the spot. You can do it over the phone, folks. You can do it in your automobile with them. You can do it in their living room. You can do it in the mall. You can do it with your eyes open but you can take that request to God in prayer. Have you had that happen in your own life and how important that is for you? Think about another person. The value of going before God. What an amazing opportunity. Let's do that tonight, okay? Dear God, we thank you that we can come this evening as part of our service and just spend a few minutes and reflect on all of the goodness of God. We are a blessed people tonight. When we get our minds and eyesight off from just what we can see and we begin to look around and see who you are, it can light a fire in our soul. God, I pray that we would be men and women, boys and girls, young people of prayer, that we would cultivate that habit. And God, tonight as we come before you, it's not just to bring a list, a grocery list of needs and wants and wishes and health concerns. It's an opportunity where we can connect with you and listen and hear what you would have us as the Spirit of God nudges us, as we read your word and it enlightens us. I pray that there'll be a connection between what we are thinking, how we are feeling, and our actions. Tonight we think of those around us who we have the opportunity to be praying for, what a privilege that is for us, a responsibility. 
that's been given to us, and I pray that we would take that seriously. Tonight, as we think of our various folks within our church, for Eric and Grace, we continue to pray for them. We ask that you help the healing of Grace's arm in preparation to have the other arm done. And God, we know that this has been a long journey for the both of them. (laughs) Encourage them during this time. We think tonight of the Nanskaville family as they are traveling back. Be with them. Keep them alert on the highway. God, we just pray that this trip, um, as it kind of concludes a number of things for them, as they have sold their home and now they are here, God, I pray that you will just work out all of the details on their behalf. We thank you for them. For Donna, she goes up to visit her family. And we know the anticipation that's there and has been. Encourage her. And for all of us, as we will be meeting with friends and family over the holidays, some from a distance and some very close, but either way, the opportunities that we can share together, what a wonderful thing. The McMahons tonight, we continue to ask for blessing for them and encouragement. And we know that these have been stressful days, but we also know that there's great relief. The way that you have gone before them and now the care of mom as she's able to, is actually going to be able to get into a nursing home. God, we thank you that you've worked out these details. And as we think of our upcoming Christmas program, we ask tonight that you work in ways that we can't even imagine, above and beyond. And God, may it be just a wonderful evening of exalting your name together. God, we thank you tonight. We love you, and we look forward to all that you have for us this week, and we commit ourselves afresh and anew to you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bibles there, we're going to turn there to Isaiah chapter 9. We started working our way through this, and uh, we started this morning talking a little bit about um, exalting the Christ of Christmas. And um, as we were working our way through that, we come across these names as we look at chapter 9, verses 6 and 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. These are the things that God wants us to know about him. And so tonight as we think, we're going to kind of begin with that one word, wonderful. His name is wonderful. As you think about that tonight, I want to get some feedback from you. And I've heard on good report that we now have our wireless microphone. I'm going to hand this to Larry. And um, as we go along this evening, if... We have an opportunity of, of interchange. Maybe you can use it. We'll try it out, see how it works. And we all have stage fright and all that kind of stuff. But if I come with the mic, it might really scare you. If Larry does, probably won't be quite as bad. So as we think of this word tonight, the word wonderful, um, and the phrase behind it, because the name is wonderful, it takes care of the dullness in life. Now, that's an interesting way to begin things, isn't it? Because when you think about where this particular passage is attached, it's right in the middle of some of the hardest judgment to take place. 
We're talking about a people that were oppressed, were going to continually be oppressed, and they were reminded of the name of this child and this son who would be wonderful. So we think of it, let's look at this verse. It says, Psalm 77, 14, it says, You are a God who what? Is that true? Okay. Here's your chance, first opportunity. What do you mean? Really? Everybody's shaking their head. Like what? What wonders? What are we talking about when we talk about wonders? Let me give you a couple of definitions just to kind of get you to kind of think a little bit about it. It says, first of all, that word wonder is talking about amazement, surprise, astonishment, wonder. Brings us to that place of awestruck. Even to the place where you might be bewildered. Have you ever? I mean, there's that, there's that whole element. I mean, think of Mary when that phrase says she pondered those things in her what? It was bewilderment. Dumbstruck. We're talking something totally different than the world could ever manufacture. It's better than any roller coaster ride you could ever be on. You know, when you get off that big event, whatever it was, you go and you watch that big show down there in Pennsylvania, and you come out of the auditorium and you say the one word, awesome. Really? Is that all there is? When Jesus is called wonderful, what should that conjure up in the minds of his people? If we were going to boil it to three words, unique, different, and extraordinary. Now, help me with that word, wonderful. What are we talking about? Anyone to jump? Pardon me? Things that nobody else can do. Larry's really going to have to run real quick. I can see it happening here. Anyone else? Unexplainable. To the human mind, it's to the place where we just can't hide. Anyone else? And there's an illustration of it, right? The fact that he was born, but not from the seed of man. His DNA did not include his earthly fathers. Because if it had, what would have taken place? He couldn't have been the perfect sacrifice. Wonderful. 
Can you drift a little bit here with me? Can you jump out of the dullness of a typical New Brunswick? Is this winter yet? (laughs) The routine, the mundane of paying bills and getting up in the morning and going to school and making lunches. Oh, my... My mom got sick, and for two years I had to make my dad's lunch. Shouldn't have let me do it. Because dad would only have one kind of sandwich. If he'd have let me experiment, I think I would have been controllable. But when you have bologna and mac sandwiches, you know, with the cheese nuggets in it, 24-7, 24-7, five days a week, actually six days. Two, I can see it now, rye bread. Got to have butter, got to have a slab of this meat, and you got to have mustard, and boom, and that's it. I mean, hey, I manufactured those puppies night after night. And one night, the thought hit me. I could do something different. You know the mustard lid? If you take the mustard lid and you crunch it down on the corner of the sandwich after it's made, it looks like a bite hole. And I wrapped it up and I put it in his lunch the next day. It was a wonderment of human proportion, but not God. After the fourth day of doing the very same thing and signing it, the dirty dozen has struck again. My dad almost lost his job because he almost got in a fight with the guy in the mill that he, he had nailed down to as the only one who could have messed with his lunch. That has an illustration, folks. We're living in a world where we're trying to manufacture stuff to make it happen. When God Almighty is already in place doing things. Because His name is what? True wonder is based on knowledge, not ignorance. The more we know, the more we wonder. We're living in a day where all of these people, some we just want to experience God. And I've seen it, and you have too, these people that are working themselves up into a frenzy to have some kind of a, I don't know, experience. When what we need is to focus in on His Word. Theology 
is the study of whom? Did I hear it? God. And as we study theology, we are going to have a greater appreciation for God Almighty. Right? It is not about being ignorant and just letting other people do it for us. It comes down to the places we get involved in the Christmas season. We can be involved in all kinds of things, but the one thing that's going to make a difference is going to be our time spent with God in His presence, taking a closer look at who He is. And that wonderment, my friend, is going to spill over and capture our entire being. Not just the emotional gratification, but it's the mental understanding. It is the fact that our feet are going to have to move. You can't help it. This morning, how many of you saw the moon? It was amazing. Coming in the church this morning, this thing was huge. Almost to the place where I almost, <laughs> almost went off the road. Uh, there are times that you ought to look and there are times you ought to drive, right? You've got to understand those things. But we can get so caught up in everything that's around us that we miss the very things that God wants to wow us with. Psalm 8 this afternoon or evening here. Another great passage of scripture. Psalm number 8. We've been in 119 now for a long time. Looking there, but this is a great passage of scripture to read. O Lord, our Lord. Don't you like that? I like that right off from the get-go. O Lord, our Lord. How excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. And when I consider the heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon, the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you may visit him? For you made him a little lower than the angels and you've crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. To have put, you have put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, beasts of the air, birds of the air, fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name. Wonderful. Is he? How does God show his wonder to us today? What do you think? Yes. 
Christ died once, and his sacrifice is sufficient. The wonder of it all. Anyone else? Is God wonderful? Okay. We're right back there where we started. He's wonderful, but how? I'm trying to get us to think a little bit. I know I've sat in Sunday night services too, and I, I, it's one of those things where, you know, well, we're, we're supposed to, we're, you're supposed to preach at us. I want you to think a little bit here. We hear sermon after sermon after sermon, don't we? Where is the wonder? The fact that God is able not only to save us, but to... Oh, I thought that was my responsibility. <laughs> that would be a wonder, like of epic proportion. I don't think so. Someone else. He never leaves us, nor forsakes us. Doesn't that picture kind of make you feel a little small? That's the point of it. How small I am and how huge he must be. You know when I get into trouble is when I reverse the order. When I am huge with all my problems and God is so small and there is no wonder at that point. It's all anxiety and frustration and all kinds of things that go with it. We're coming to the season where we're looking at the names of Jesus. He is wonderful. question then what steals the wonder of it all what removes that when we no longer are in God's word or praying someone else Unbelief. Unbelief in, in what? Bob, what are you thinking there? Yeah, okay, yeah, excellent. The unbelief of just not trusting and, and getting ourselves caught up in all kinds of stuff that God says, thou shalt not. Could I make it a little more personal? What steals the wonder of God from you? Come on, folks, let's be realistic, right? Am I the only one up here? 
Am I the only one that feels this way at times? It's like I get in the doldrums and I mean, I'm, I'm, I, well, I'm the pastor. I can't work it up, folks. What steals the wonder of God from our lives? Routine. Done it again. It's the same thing. We're back to making lunches every week. What else? Yeah, you just totally forget about it. You get so caught up in the busyness of everything. My goodness, I can forget the wonder of it when I'm trying to get ready for Sunday morning. I've got to get this thing done. Man, I'm looking at the clock and... And I'm in the Word of God. Blow right over the top of it. Anyone else? Margaret, thank you. When you let all of the things trouble you and they weigh you down. If you play hockey, you play basketball. I was watching the NBBI team on Wednesday. And I heard a number of times the same thing. Get your head up. You can't play the game if you got your head down. You do that in hockey, they'll clean your clock. You do that in life and you're going to be totally defeated most of the time. Get your head up. Look around and see the wonder of God. We're back to that plan again. Sorry, I, I don't know any other way of doing this, folks. I can paint how bad the elephant is, right? You know, the elephant in the living room syndrome? I mean, I can tell you how big he is. I can tell you what color he is. I can tell you how much he weighs, what he even likes to eat. But when it comes to getting him out of your living room only one way you're going to have to work at it folks so as you think about it tonight when we come into this season and we talk about wonderful we're talking about describing Jesus Christ to a watching and waiting world can we present him truly as wonderful, more than just the words? I mean, it's great to be able to walk up to your friend and say, man, I, Christmas is so great. It is wonderful. And they look at you like, really? What's so wonderful about it? How are you going to answer that? That's what the waiting world's looking for. It's just a simple, 
heartfelt answer. If we can't answer it, how will they ever receive it? Everything about him is wonderful. Isaiah chapter 25. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Can you say that tonight? Has God done wonderful things? Name me something in God's word that fits the description of wonderful. Should be able, be able to open any page. Right? We think of it from creation. Job, Moses, right up through. Think of all the different things. God did wonders in their midst. Young people, you probably have heard the stories about all these guys and then even as we get into current history, how God has worked and we've gone back and looked at our Constitution and we've seen how God worked in 1952 to bring a group, group of people together right here in Carlton County to start this church on biblical premise and God worked in mysterious ways. Right? Okay. And that's usually where we stop. Past tense. It's like the guy that got up every Sunday night in church. Every Sunday night, praise and prayer time. I've been in the way for 40 years. And you know the rest of the story. The teens were saying, yeah, I wish you'd get out of the way so we'd get something done. Folks, this is the challenge that we have. And folks, I think what we're doing is we're allowing, there is a group of people today that call themselves professing believers and they are taking this wonderful and they're turning it into a circus. And we are expecting God to show up for our dog and pony shows that we're running and people are doing all of these things like barking like dogs and I could go on and on and on. I'm not making fun. I'm telling you folks that that is not wonderful. It's a circus. When we consider Almighty God and what he can do, and what he is doing. You see another verse, Isaiah 29 and 14. Therefore, behold, I will again do marvelous things among this people, a marvelous work and a wonder. And this was pointing directly to the coming of Jesus Christ. It was prophetic, but it also can be applied for us today to realize that those great things that God has done, God's not finished yet. Can I get a response? Don't say amen. Throw a hymn book at me. Do something. 
My role as your pastor is not just to preach at you. My role is not to come upside of you and just hug on you and love on you all the time. Now I need to do it. And I will do it. But my friend, as your pastor, as the under-shepherd, we need to really get a grasp on whom it is that we serve. Who has saved us? Who has bought us? Who has given us forgiveness of sin? Because the next generation behind us doesn't have a clue. And our version of Christianity to them is like an outdated video game. One last look here. Turn me to Luke 24. Luke 24. We know the story. Following the resurrection of Jesus Christ, there's these two guys caught up in whatever it is, heading in the opposite direction. And unbeknownst to them, they meet up with the risen Christ. And Jesus begins to engage them in their downcastness. And as they engage themselves in conversation, it says in verse 28 of chapter 24, and they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he, Jesus, would go further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. I like that. Have we gotten to the place as we think of Christmas? It's not so ho-hum. It's not so frustrating. It's not so overwhelming. I can't wait to get through this season. But it's something that we just want to gather ourselves and just soak in it. The birth of Jesus Christ and all it truly means to us. And we have that flavor. Don't, don't go too quick. Don't go ahead. Don't leave me. Abide with me. Because his name is wonderful. And he went in to stay with them. And in verse 30, now it came to pass as he sat at the table with them and he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were open. There's some work that's got to be done, folks. We're not going to be amazed with God by just getting up in the morning and just casually going through our event. It's something where we are purposely meeting with Him and as we do, He honors that and it's unbelievable when that passage of Scripture that we are in jumps out of the page at us. We had a guy out on Saturday morning and he was so jacked. He said, I got a whole... I got a whole list right here. And he had a paper in his pocket. He just couldn't wait to tell us all that God had done this past week. 
And none of the things were that extraordinary to anybody else but him. And because it was so extraordinary to him, we were filled with wonder at how God had done it. And then it says, verse 32, He vanished. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn while he talked with us along the way and opened the scriptures to us? If we were to stick a spiritual barometer on your heart tonight, what would it register? That name wonderful can take care of the dullness of life. And give us something to wake up for. Because he is wonderful. Is it time to take a closer look? There's no substitute for daily fellowship with the Lord in his word, in prayer, than walking in obedience. There's nothing like it, friend. We know it, right? It's the best place to be. That's where we should be every day. And we need to be there. We function best there. It sharpens the spiritual senses of the inner man and it will change the way we think. It will change our rotten attitudes and it will give us the correct actions every time. That, my friend, it's because he is wonderful. Just for free. You didn't have enough homework, did you? You ever thought about doing something like this? Take a few minutes and write out the wonderful deeds he has done in your life. Mom, Dad, share them with the kids. We're not talking about the time that, you know, you went out and you took care of that problem. Not talking about how wonderful a person you were on the court when you were in high school. I was thinking of that, Derek, the other day. You know, I could have gone out and schooled those boys there on Wednesday at MEBI, for sure. I know I could have. In my mind. Those awesome things. You've had it happen. If you know him, I know there is not a believer in this room who has not had something that has been totally unexplainable. Right? Write it down. Get it in front of you this Christmas. 
so that when you get the opportunity to express Christ to someone else, you'll be able to tell them his name is wonderful because he went before us and did this, 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 this. What a testimony to the grace of God. His name is wonderful. He wants to be that in your situation tonight. Dear God, we thank you. Because of you, our life truly is wonderful. It's not without the challenge. Because it's usually in the challenge that we see you. We saw it in the life of Joseph. We saw it in the life of Job. All throughout the Old Testament, when there were problems, that's when you showed up. It's when we get to the place we can't turn, we can't wiggle, we can't maneuver, we can't manipulate, we can't do it, is when you show up. And when you show up, The whole world takes notice. You sent your son. And he is wonderful. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much, folks. God bless you. Have a great week. We look forward to seeing you sometime this week. Anyway, God bless.